We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app good morning it is hardline here on news radio 930 wben joe beamer with you for the next two hours Thank you for joining me today. Hope you're having a great weekend. Uh, lots to get to, lots to talk about, lots of people to talk to, and we will get to that. You know, I, I was thinking of uh, of titles and, and names for shows. And, um, you know, could we rename Hardline Joe Beamer's Hardline? Do you think that would go over well? You remember, like, Bob Brinker had Bob Brinker's Money Talk? If we had Joe Beamer's Hardline? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just, these are the things I think about. You know, sometimes you you just have a thought pop into your head. And I'm like, yeah, you know what would sound good? Joe Beamer's Hardline. But maybe I'm the only one who thinks that. We are with you, like I said, for the next two hours. Our first guest is uh, Kimberly Beattie, and we are attempting to get uh, in touch with uh, Miss Kimberly Beattie, who won the Democrat primary for sheriff. Uh, Then we have John Garcia at 1035. And you know, they will both get the same question to kick off their interview. And that is, um, what was it like running as a non-endorsed candidate and getting that win? win? Because I have to guess. Now, I've never run for anything. Let's be honest. I probably will never run for anything. I mean, if my radio career goes south... Maybe I'll have to uh, look into politics, Um, but I know from social media and from uh, some of the texts we get here uh, that my popularity, my favorability rating might not be the best. So, you know, I think I'll keep on going with this radio thing, but I'd like to know what it is like to run against your party, really, because that's what you're doing in the primary. You're not the endorsed candidate. So the party is pretty much saying we don't want you to represent the party. And both of our first guests, our first hour guests here, both of them did just that. They beat their party. And now it's got to be kind of like an awkward, hi, um, how are you doing? Congratulations. Uh, So this isn't weird. (laughs) So I'd like to ask them about that. As I mentioned, we are having some some issues getting a a hold of, of... Kimberly, so we are going to take an early break here, Jerry, and we will try to establish connection, and we will be back. It is Hardline. It is Sunday morning. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on WBEN. 
Welcome back to Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, you know, I've always said I think it's better to be honest. So I'm going to be honest. Guys, I screwed up. This one is on me. Uh, I was in communication um, with the BD campaign back and forth. And in one of the texts, they said July 10th. I was I meant July 11th, but I did not notice that we had a different day in mind. So that is on me, Joe Beamer's fault. Um, I've reached out and hopefully we can get uh, Miss Beatty on at 1135 today. But to the listeners of the show, I, I do apologize. That is 100% on me. And like I said, we're working to get her on at 1135. So we'll play what we are going to play at 1135 now. John Garcia joining us at 1035 and District Attorney John Flynn joining us at 11. So uh, last week, Brian Mazarowski and myself on a show called BMAZ and Beamer spoke with Mayor Byron Brown for an entire hour. And part of that discussion was around the violence the surge in violence that we have seen in the city of Buffalo and what the mayor attributes this to, um, what needs to be done, uh, and what other people in the city um, are talking about reform and how that could help or hurt, depending on what kind of reform we are talking about. So this is Mayor Byron Brown joining Brian Mazarowski and myself earlier. Like I said, at 1035, we do have John Garcia, 11 o'clock District Attorney John Flynn, and we are trying to get in touch with uh, Miss Kimberly Beatty for 1135. But right now, here is Mayor Byron Brown. Unfortunately, we're seeing in, an increase in violence in the city of Buffalo, and in communities all across the country. And the violence seems to track very closely to the pandemic. We've seen an increase over the last year and a half, and the community is fed up with it, and people in every section of the community that have seen this increase and violence are saying enough is enough. Now, why is that? It's undeniable, the connection between uh, COVID and the increase in violence, because it's not in talking to whether it's uh, the DA, John Flynn, who we spoke to earlier this morning, uh, Murray Holman from the Stop the Violence Coalition, Pastor Giles over at the Peacemakers, all of them pointing to the tremendous increase, not just a, a summer spike that we see every year, but really going back uh, to the last year and a half. With COVID, we've seen this increase in violence. What is the correlation between the two? I don't know exactly what the correlation is. Nobody knows. People have been shut inside. People have been fearful of their health. Um, uh, people have had family members die. Uh, people have lost jobs. People are frustrated. Um, all of those things are contributing factors. But as I said yesterday, there's no excuse for it. There are adults in our community that are shooting at each other for various reasons who don't seem to care about innocent bystanders, children, women, families. It's got to stop. The community is fed up. And we will increase police presence. Uh, we will direct um, uh, an increase in police presence in areas where we have seen an increase in violence, 
and some of the community programs that our police officers were engaged with prior to the pandemic are now all resuming. Mayor, have we seen any proof locally that bail reform would be to blame or to some extent to blame for the uh, rise in shootings? Uh, we have seen a situation, as reported to me by different law enforcement agencies, that people who have uh, been arrested for gun possession, uh, people who have been arrested for robbery, burglary, have gotten out very quickly because of the new bail reform. Now, obviously, uh, some elements of it uh, make sense. Uh, you know, if you stole food from a store because you're hungry, uh, you took a candy bar, you probably shouldn't be sitting in jail. Uh, but for those who are in possession of illegal weapons, for those who have broken into people's homes, cars, uh, who have committed crimes of that nature, uh, they should not be quickly getting out of jail. That seems like an easy fix to be able to make that distinction between what is and isn't considered a violent offense or something that presents a danger to the community. And having an illegal weapon would be one of those things, especially with what we're seeing now, that I think most anybody would say presents a danger to the community. Are you going to lend your voice to those um, like the DA and others who have spoken out about that very thing when it comes to the bail reform law? Uh, I have been uh, lending my voice, speaking to the governor's office, the um, assembly speaker's office, the majority leader of the state Senate, uh, state Senate's office, been sharing uh, what we're hearing from uh, law enforcement agencies here locally. So I've definitely been lending my voice. Uh, the challenge is there are some uh, legislators uh, who are not listening, listening, a lot of responsible legislators, uh, but some who are not listening. Uh, this needs to be changed in Albany. It's got to be very clear that this is state law. Uh, this is state law that did it, uh, that changed uh, how bail is done in New York State. And while there are very uh, responsible office holders that are looking at this question, uh, there are some who are not listening. You mentioned an increase in policing, an increase in police presence in a lot of these communities. The pushback you always hear on this is, well, what about some of the issues that might arise from that? Uh, you're walking the line between safety and what a lot of people said is profiling. How do you do that? Because it seems like we've thrown out a lot of that safety aspect in the interest of eliminating profiling, which in and of itself is not a bad thing, obviously. But there are consequences that are clear to see from that. Uh, certainly want, we want to eliminate profiling. Uh, but there are bad people out here committing serious crime. There are people with illegal guns who are shooting at each other and they don't care about who's around, uh, the issues that they have with each other and the harm they want to do to each other is more important than human life and other people that are around, that, that can't be tolerated. And people who live in communities where that is happening are saying that they want police 
a police response, that they want to see more police, that they want police in the neighborhoods. They want to say to the people who are selling illegal drugs uh, that have illegal guns that we want those people arrested. We want them out of uh, the neighborhood. And it's unfortunate uh, that some of those with the loudest voices are people that don't live in the areas that are experiencing the most violent crime. That also has to stop. Uh, we have to listen to people who are suffering through crime daily, uh, whose children can't go outside and play, uh, whose mothers and grandmothers can't walk to a, a corner store. Uh, so there is no excuse uh, for the kind of crime and violence that we're seeing. And as mayor of the city of Buffalo, uh, I do not believe in defunding the police. Uh, I do not believe in handcuffing police and stopping them uh, from going after the criminal actors uh, that are uh, shooting people and killing people and maiming people in our community. And that was Mayor Byron Brown from from uh, BMAS and Beamer earlier in the week. And as you heard, I mean, he, he said he is not for defunding the police. Uh, he is not for the kind of reform that his opponent is for. And for the record, we have asked his opponent, India Walton, to join Brian, Brian and I on BMAS and Beamer. And that's an open invitation. Uh, we are going to be talking about that with our next two guests as well, John Garcia and John Flynn, talking about um, this surge in violence, and uh, you've seen some of the charges in the horrific uh, shooting on Monday that uh, tragically uh, ended uh, tragically ended up with uh, a minor being uh, being murdered. And we will talk to, like I said, John Flynn and John Garcia about that. If you want to hear the rest of the interview with Mayor Byron Brown from. To, uh, from Wednesday's BMAS and Beamer. You can find that online at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. And again, I apologize. It was a uh, communication uh, problem. On, 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 it was my problem as um, I was asking for one date, but thinking that the date was different. So I wanted July 11th, but the text said 10th, and it was a communication error on my part, but I hope that we can uh, reconnect with uh, Kimberly Beatty and hopefully get her on at 1130 today or sometime next week. But I do apologize. That was on me. I made the, uh, I made the error in communication. Jerry, let's go to a break here before the news, and then we will get up to date with Alan Harris. When we come back, we are talking to John Garcia. And like I said, you know my first question is going to be, what is it like running against the party. You are not the endorsed candidate. What's that like? Take us take us into that because like I said, I don't think I'll be running for a political office ever in my life and most of you probably won't be. So I want to know what that's like to not have the endorsement and then win. We'll talk about that and more. It's Hardline on WBEN. Well, welcome back. Joe Beamer, Hardline. Here on News Radio 930 WBEN. During the break, we did get in touch with uh, Kim Beatty's 
campaign. And again, I apologize. It was my miscommunication and we will uh, have her on next Sunday. So that interview will be next Sunday. And again, I do apologize. We are now speaking with John Garcia, who won the Republican primary. John, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Thank you for having me today. Well, and John, first, I want to start off with congratulations. Thank you very much, Joe. Very much appreciate that. And I, I, I want to know, my first question for you is, what is it like running a campaign against a candidate who is the, quote, endorsed party candidate? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. It. And then not being the endorsed party candidate, winning the endorsement of that party. Can you walk us through that? Well, I, I got to tell you, it, it was uh, a great feeling on June 22nd when we saw the uh, results come back, Joe, and we won every town and city in uh, Erie County. And uh, I think that showed that we had a strong message, and uh, the message was clear. It was. Um, 21st century professional law enforcement, and um, and that resonated with the voters. Now, you know, I, I think primaries are good, uh, Joe. I think they're it, it's just a it's an exercise in the um, uh, let's say uh, constitutional process. And we've seen primaries for presidential elections where there's a dozen candidates, and it's good for the people to see what each candidate is going to bring to the table. And um, it was a great feeling that, that, that people um, believe in us and, um, and, and, and the message resonated with them. And I, I was very proud of our team. And um, yeah, we just got to move forward and do the same on November 2nd, Joe. Now, running as the, uh, the Republican candidate for sheriff, uh, where's the campaign go from here, John? What's uh, the next few months have in store? Uh, I, I, you know, we celebrated on, on June 22nd, got back to work, Joe, on June 23rd. Um, again, the message is clear. It's concise. And what we want to do is deliver the best protection, the best service to the uh, people of Erie County. And, you know, how are we going to do that? We're going to do that by uh, giving our 
deputies, the uh, hardworking men and women of uh, the Erie County Sheriff's Office, the best training, the best equipment, and, and to support them. Um, we, we are going through a very difficult time in uh, the area, in the state, in the, in the country, uh, with a lot of defundant police movement, and we've seen a surge in violence, and, uh, and it's just unacceptable. Uh, people are in fear. There's been approximately 50 homicides already in the city of Buffalo, uh, gut-wrenching uh, to lose a th- three-year-old boy. And, um, and, and we have to untie the hands of our deputies, our police officers, and have them begin to go back to proactive policing. Yes, there are going to be mistakes made, Joe, along the way, but those mistakes need to be corrected uh, by supervisors. But if we're not looking for criminals and drug dealers and, uh, and these shooters, we're not going to find them. So the message is going to be, again, professional law enforcement. And, uh, and, and this is not a political office. This is a law enforcement office. So I think the message is going to resonate um, with Republicans, Democrats, independents. It doesn't matter. It's about law and order. And looking throughout the state of New York, you know, the three the three biggest cities in the state right now are seeing a surge in violence. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm subscribed to all the major media outlets in Buffalo, Rochester and New York City. And it seems like, you know, every day it's uh, something about the surge in violence, what happened overnight. Uh, now, these being in New York state. What do you think these are closely related to? And what do you think the first thing, with your experience in law enforcement, what's the first thing that needs to be done uh, to address these surges in violence? Because I don't think we've seen it yet. I want to know what you think. Well, we are, we are not lawmakers. We're law enforcers. Uh, so with that being said, as your sheriff, I will be a strong voice uh, for the people. And the people need to get out and vote. And they need to tell their, the New York uh, legislators um, that the bail reform has been disastrous. Bail reform needs to be reformed. I'm sure it was done, Joe, with good intentions, but it's been an utter, complete disaster. Uh, people that are being arrested for shootings, assaults, rapes, and so forth are being put back on the street. And um, I, it's no fault to the to anyone, but let's move forward. I mean, let, let's forget about, you know, the mistakes that were made along the way. Let's correct this problem. Bail reform has been a disaster. The The amount of illegal guns that are coming in uh, to the city of Buffalo, Erie County, uh, from Ohio and Virginia, um, it's just tremendous. And we try to put a Band-Aid on it by creating the SAFE Act, which is just a cosmetic um, act. Now, the, the laws that were reincorporated into the SAFE Act, which were enforced by uh, police departments for decades, those are just common sense laws, Joe. You, you can't have an illegal handgun. You can't shoot somebody. You can't commit a, a crime with those. So, again, um, we're not lawmakers. We're law enforcers. But as your sheriff, a strong voice to have with legislators correct those laws. 
Yeah, and do you think as as a law enforcer, right? And, and with with you and your opponent, both of you have had extensive uh, work in the field. Do you think being sheriff or in the position of sheriff that you could use your voice to go to elected leaders? I mean, just someone like the county executive all the way up to the governor, and you know, say, hey, in my experience and what I have seen. This is what is hurting the area. This is what's hurting the state. And as sheriff, I think these things need to be implemented. Um, And again, I'm not doing this because of politics, but this is just what my experience shows me. Well, yes, I I completely agree with you, Joe. Absolutely. This is not about politics. This is about protection and service to the people of Erie County. And as as the next sheriff, what I would be would be that strong voice and say, in my experience, we need to reform bail reform. We need to go after the criminals. We need to have our deputies be proactive. We need to support them. We need to defend the police. And by uh, defending the police, I mean giving them the proper tools and equipment uh, and training to do their jobs properly. We don't need to defund the police. I think the voters in Erie County on November 2nd, have a very clear choice of two different candidates. Um, I am backed by professional law enforcement for a reason. I have gone into the interviews, and I bring real um, real, uh, 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 let's say uh, responses to, to their, their questions and solutions. And now is not the time to take away $7.5 million in the police budget and, and maybe transfer it to social workers. Joe, that, that is just unrealistic. I live in the city of Buffalo. I see the quality of life um, issues that are occurring. And beyond the shootings, the amount of car break-ins, uh, burglaries, garage burglaries, it, it's just, it, if this doesn't stop, it's going to, spill over into our suburban areas and, um, and and again 50 homicides in six months what is the issue the issue is criminals and the police are here and that's what we do is to go and and, and go after those bullies on you know on behalf of our, of our law-abiding people and that's what we need to do to be proactive and to support our police officers there's going to be mistakes made along the, uh, along the way. It happens in every profession. But as long as they're not malicious, they're not criminal, we can correct those mistakes, Joe. John, have you talked to uh, Sheriff Tim Howard? And if so, what has he told you needs to be addressed in the first few months of the next administration? I, I have spoken to uh, uh, the sheriff. I have spoken to... Um, uh, deputies within the road patrol, um, at the holding center, at Alden Correctional, in, uh, the, in their narcotics uh, uh, unit. Everyone is saying the same. We need to get back to proactive policing. And I think that's the major issue right now, is that um, officers and deputies, not only in Erie County and New York State, but across the country, are being are hesitating in doing proactive work because of the liability, the scrutiny. And uh, we can't have that. We have to get back to work. 
and um, and support our police officers. It's a very difficult job, Joe. And as like any other job, there's going to be mistakes made, but you know the greater good is to get out and go after the criminals. Um, but we need proper staffing levels. We need uh, a budget that will allow us to uh, better equip, better train our uh, our deputies moving forward. And uh, I think we need the support of the people, and the support of the people is there. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I've gone around Erie County, I've heard many stories where people want the police to get back to what they do, and that's policing, protecting them, serving them. John, looking at the holding center, because that came up a lot in the primaries, um, do you believe that once the new administration is in, that the holding center does need to be addressed? Uh, you've heard, I've heard uh, from you know just some upgrades to an entire new holding center. Where do you stand on that right now? Well, you know, last year, Joe, we had a, um, a terrible epidemic um, pandemic in um, throughout the, the world. And uh, with that being said, the numbers of the people being processed through the uh, Erie County Holding Center went down. And then with bail reform, it also affected the numbers. What, what are those numbers going to be this year moving forward? But, yeah, I, you know, it comes down to budgets and is – you know, are the Erie County uh, legislators going to augment that budget? If, if they do, and I, as your sheriff, I will be a strong voice for that to happen. Always need to improve. We need to keep on improving. Um, we need to uh, improve the, the, um, the quality of the, um, of the services that are, are, are given to the uh, inmates. We need to improve the, uh, the Erie County uh, holding center, the facilities. Uh, we need to increase the staffing levels within the uh, Erie County holding center and the Alden Correctional Facility. But, you know, that's, uh, those are fiscal questions that, again, as your sheriff, um, I will be a strong voice, but the people need to speak and, uh, and vote for the legislators, be it in the county and the state, that are going to improve those uh, qualities. John, one last question for you, because, you know, this this answer differs to who you talk to. But as sheriff, so say uh, you are fortunate enough to be elected in November, you're the next sheriff. Do you think sheriffs should put their support while they're actively at the sheriff behind political um, people running for uh, political office? I don't believe that the sheriff's office is a political office. Um, it's a law enforcement office, a professional law enforcement office. Um, I, I don't believe uh, that the sheriff's office should be used in, as a, uh, a political office uh, whatsoever. So, uh, no, I, I don't think so. All right. John Garcia, the GOP candidate for sheriff. John, thank you for joining us, and uh, I am sure we'll be talking before the election. Well, thank you so much for having me on Joe Beamer's uh, <laughs> Hardline. Very much appreciate <laughs> There's a See, that's a vote for Joe Beamer's Hardline. There we go. John, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. 
Thank you, Joe. That is John Garcia. He won the GOP uh, the GOP nomination. He will be running against Kim Beatty, who will be joining us next Sunday at 10.06. And uh, I asked for the right date this time, so Kim Beatty will be on 10.06 next Sunday um, as she won the Democrat nomination. And something that I've pointed out numerous times uh, over the last few weeks is the interesting thing with this is you have two candidates that did not have the endorsement of their party. Two candidates whose parties were actively campaigning against them. They win. I think they both deserve a ton of credit for that. They win the nomination of their party, and now they are running for the parties that they didn't get the endorsement from. Um, but it will be uh, it'll be an interesting race with everything going on. Um, obviously, with everything going on in the same election in this county, uh, it, it'll be a very interesting race and, and probably one of the higher turnouts um, of a off-year election, as some call it. But you heard uh, me and John talk about, or I'm sorry, my, my English is not the best, John and I, Talk about the violence surge and next segment, next hour, we are talking with District Attorney John Flynn about that surge in violence and also the um, guilty plea from Antonio Brown that we saw this week, uh, a story that, you know, people were following very closely at the beginning. You didn't really hear much of it. And then you got the guilty plea. We'll have the district attorney explain uh, what happened, what led to that plea, and then also his thoughts on the spike in violence throughout not only Buffalo. This is not an only Buffalo thing. Like I said, when we were talking to John Garcia, um, you know, I, I follow 1010 wins 880 News in New York City. I follow some Rochester outlets and obviously uh, WBEN. And it seems every morning, uh, either right when I get up or the first few hours of the day, I get a notification that in one of those three cities, uh, there was an overnight shooting or you know something violent overnight. And it seems to have really surged over the last few months. Uh, it was really a focus of our news coverage this week. And... Again, you heard what the mayor had to say. You heard what uh, John Garcia, candidate for sheriff, had to say. And uh, everyone knows the problem. Everyone wants to address the problem. It does seem like there's a lot of different opinions on what to do to address that problem. So, uh, you know, just some tragic, tragic events during this violence surge. And you heard during the news there there was a three-year-old um, that has died from their injuries um, of a shooting on Monday. It, it's just very tragic and, uh, you know, not what everyone wants to talk about. But um, unfortunately, as this surge is going on, it is something that needs to be addressed. And like I said, we will be talking about that with District Attorney John Flynn after news with Allen and ABC right here on Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 